Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And, and I swear, I just like cannot say the word uncultured and like have it sound right in my head. It always sounds like I'm slurring words, even though I have not had a drink yet. Well, you came up with the name of the podcast, so I think no, that's No, I know. On I'm you. just saying I feel like I cannot say it properly. Like the way I say uncultured is... And it's not even the word. I can say uncultured by itself. When I say drunk and uncultured, it like comes across like a slur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is a problem with this name. But we're almost drunk four years in and we're not changing. <laughs> I'm Lindsay, drunk and uncultured. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Are you sure you haven't had a drink yet? <laughs> no, I'm drinking kombucha too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that that means anything. I guess there's like 1% alcohol in kombucha, maybe. Um, yeah, you totally threw me there. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my goal sometimes in the beginning is just like confuse you so that you're, you don't know what to say. Just... And then it's like really awkward. Yeah, you, you threw me. <laughs> Good. You gotta, you gotta keep uh, and keep it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep you on your toes. Yeah, at this point, yeah, I guess I need to be uh, more prepared for what you're gonna throw at me. You should know by now. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyways. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is it going to be one of those episodes? <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Um, we're a little out of order this month, but I'm going to give the Music Corner update for the month of August. Yeah. I definitely thought it was still August, so I was like, I almost said July, and then I was like, that's not right. It it's kind September. of like almost is still August, though. It's like barely September. I know. Um, so <clears throat> the first album I'm going to talk about came out on August 13th and it's the new album from Jungle, one of the best bands of all time. Um, their new album's called Loving in Stereo. So this album is their third album. Um, if you guys recall, Lindsay and I got really into Jungle in 2018 um, and then we've just been riding the Jungle train real high since then. <laughs> um, this album was a little bit I, I described it as more of like a sultry sound to it where some of their like older songs are more heavy on the percussion. This just kind of has yeah. like a more sensual sultry feel to it. I would say like their other albums are more like the genre, like the music genre jungle. Yeah. That they're named for. And yeah. then like this one is more of like an R&B, like baby make it <laughs> version of it's that. It's a sexy sultry album. That's what it yeah. is. It's like you want to have sex to it. If you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the it's a really good album. Um, my favorite songs on the album were Keep Moving, which was one of their singles. And then I really like All of the Time and Truth, which I think mm. one, at least one of those also was a single. Um, but it was really good. I love Jungle. They, they do great work. This album was awesome. Yeah, I agree with your song choices. I also really liked Romeo. Um, that Bass. that was one of their singles as yeah, well. I like yeah, that, that song a lot. Um, I don't think I'd heard it before 
The album came out. Yeah. The album came out, yeah. I think I pretty much only heard Keep Moving. Um, so that was a nice surprise. Also, Goodbye My Love with uh, Priya Regu. I mm-hmm. love Priya Regu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not a going to. Um, I gave this album a nine. I thought it was awesome. Yes, it did sound different from the other albums Jungle has put out, but it was a really fun album to listen to. I liked it a lot. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about, actually the next four I'm going to talk about all came out on the same day. Um, they all came out on August 20th. So the first one is the new album from this band from Melbourne called Tropical Fuckstorm. Um, if you, we actually talked about them on the post-punk episode we did earlier this year. Um, their new album's called Deep States. Um, this is a little bit more of an industrial experimental, like noise rock sound than some of their, their other albums. Cause I think, I think this is their third full length album as well, but, um, it's it a was, little... I don't think I got through the whole album. I just like got distracted, but it felt a little bit more electronic too. Yeah. It's a little bit noisier sounding than yeah. their like, you know, the, the post-punk yeah. post rock whatever we're calling that genre um yeah so that was really good i gave that a nine as well yeah um, I the album a lot the next album i'm going to talk about is from the band the joy formidable um this was their fifth studio album and it's called into the blue i thought this album was fantastic I got really into this band way back in the day because they were on the Twilight soundtrack, (laughs) but they're really good. Um, That's how we got into all of the music that we know. I mean, that's fair. That was all her first intro to indie, that and the Garden State soundtrack. And then um, I thought this was a fantastic album. Um, I actually gave it a perfect 10. I thought it was excellent. Nice. That's the only 10 this month, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. so I thought this was a great album. It's very much, they stayed true to their sound and it just made me very excited. So I had no idea this album was coming out. So it made me really excited and like surprised to see this on the list on our indie heads. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I love this band. And then I heard it and I was like, oh my God, I love this album. Um, so the next one is uh, a band you're actually familiar with. It's Holy Holy from yep. um, New South Wales in Australia. So this is their fourth studio album. Um, it's called Hello, My Beautiful World. It was a really fun listen. Their music's always been really good. Um, it's a bit like a poppy rocky sound to it it's really easy to listen to they have a really nice energy to a lot of their music um it was really good i liked it a lot i gave it a nine yeah i um i like that one a lot too and i feel like they just had an album come out in 2020 right um 2019 was their last album oh is that when that album came out yeah Dying so lighter or something um my own pool of light yeah it came out oh, in 2019 something about light. <laughs> something about light um oh yeah okay um yeah i listened to this one as well i liked it a lot um this might be my favorite much as... oh see i think this is my favorite album of theirs got it yeah i don't know if i like it as much as um my own, my pool, own pool of light. light but i think that's because my favorite song of theirs like ever comes from my own pool of light yeah 
because um, I, I still listen to Teach Me About Dying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I gave that one a nine. And then the last one is a kind of garage rock band from Oakland, California. Their name is Shannon and the Clams. And um, this was their sixth album. It's called Year of the Spider. It's um, it's got a very like old school like DIY punk sound to it, and um, obviously they have a female front uh, front woman, so that makes it really fun to listen to. Um, they actually used they they typically play Chicago on Halloween every year, so this album in particular has got some like old school influence to it, but it's still feels very fresh listening to it it doesn't feel like an old school diy album it's got that influence but it feels like fresh and new and exciting to listen to cool i also gave this a nine out of ten okay a lot of nines just the 110 yep just the 110 cool so with that let's get into the beer that we're drinking steph what are you drinking um, so today we actually have the same general style of beer from two different breweries. Um, yep. I am actually drinking the Oktoberfest from Midwest Coast. I've heard a lot of really good things about that one. Yeah, I went to, they released it on, it's been in the market in cans for a little bit, but they released it for the first time on draft, um, September 1st. Mm-hmm. And we went to the release it wasn't an event, but we went to the day they released it, and mm-hmm. uh, it was really good. And then so we got some to drink at home. Nice. I am drinking Flying Dogs Dogtoberfest, um, just a traditional Marzen lager. Um, and I, it's brewed with 100% like imported German ingredients, so it's, it's meant to be pretty um, faithful to the style. So this also is a, I probably should have said as a Marzen. So what I learned this week about Oktoberfest beers, actually, there's the Fest beer and there's the Marzen. And then there's a beer style that's just Oktoberfest. So Mm -hmm. Oktoberfest is like one of six breweries that makes the actual Oktoberfest. It's like how champagne only comes from one region of france and otherwise it's just sparkling wine yeah and then like bourbons only it's it's not bourbon unless it's from kentucky in a certain area marzins are a little bit more amber in color and then fest beers are typically a little bit more golden okay and then there's the traditional Oktoberfest, which comes from one of six breweries in germany okay I don't know if that that it's it's six or something like that. My friend named them all off, and I did not count. So you could be lying. I mean, you could be lying. I wouldn't know. That's true. I'll take your word. So I actually like this Oktoberfest a lot. Um, it's it's very like caramel forward, but then it's got a um, like a very crisp like bite at the back end that it you kind of get some of like the hop like a hop flavor at the end where you get like that very crisp like bite at the very end 
compared to a lot of Oktoberfest, well, Marzen styles that are very sweet throughout the yeah. whole thing where it's very caramel and malt forward. This one's got that nice crisp back end that kind of makes it stand out from some of the other Oktoberfest st- styles here in the city. So the Dogtoberfest from Flying Dog. I love the um, name. I think that's I when you texted me the name, I'm like, you have to do that one. Um, as a Marzen, it is um, a lot crisper. It's got the amber color, but it's got like a really nice crisp and clean flavor at the back end. So you get the caramel and the malt like in the very beginning, mm-hmm. but it's not throughout, which is nice. Um, so I almost wonder if it's like similar to what um, what I'm West drinking. Did. Yeah, because yeah. it's really nice. It has almost like um like a weedy sweetness to it. Okay. Like that lagery sweetness. It's like that lagery like wheat flavor, but like sweeter than that. Um, yeah, which is probably like the caramel mixed with um, the lager to give it that flavor. Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of my favorite Oktoberfests from like the local area that I've had this year. Um, you know, every year everyone's batch is slightly different, but of the ones I've had that came out this year, I think this is one of my favorites. Um, I can go first. I'm gonna okay. go with malty, crisp, and I wanna say bright. Okay. Um, so for this one, I would say caramel. I'm going to say biscuity because it's got like that <gasps> bready biscuit flavor. And yeah, then I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do smooth because yes, it's got that crisp back end, but the entire profile throughout is really smooth to drink. Biscuity is a really good word. I feel like that's probably the word I was trying to find for the last one. It's a little but... bit yeasty. It's a little yeah. bit bready. But not heavy. Right. And that's where you get, like, the crispness from. Yeah. Cool. Those are good words. So we were kind of, like, batting around ideas for this episode. And we realized that because we didn't do our mid-year power hour we didn't actually really talk about, you know, like the mid-year summary. And even though we're like almost three quarters of the way through the year, we thought we would just kind of talk back on how the last eight months have been. Yeah. Um, And normally we do this by like picking like topics topics. out of a hat. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could kind of do something similar. Obviously, we don't have topics to pull out of a hat, but if you just want or to, like, shoot off. Or anything prepared to talk about. <laughs> nothing prepared at all. We can just, like, shoot off, um, like, things that you want to talk about. So, like. Well, I think the first thing that'd be worth, like, talking about is obviously this is the first year we've been doing this apart. Yes. That is the biggest change throughout the year. Is that yeah, you and- moved across the country. <laughs> I feel it at times, and sometimes I don't, like, when it comes to the podcast, specifically. Yeah. Obviously, I feel it, like, in my everyday life, but yeah. um, when it comes to the podcast, it doesn't feel, sometimes it feels, like, way more um, difficult than it at, like than it did before, and sometimes it seems like it feels way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just like it depends I think it there's different things that are harder and there are different things that are easier like I think recording in general is a lot easier separately and like editing all the back end stuff I think can be is a little bit easier now because it's just like you you don't have to come over yeah you can yeah, 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 yeah. stay at the comfort of your house I can stay at the comfort of mine but it's it's weird because it's also different and like the vibe is somewhat different yeah um and also, like, we don't just stop recording and then, like, get drunk on my couch. Yeah, I think that is the, – the process of recording is very different. And I think one of the things that I know it's – that I know that is a challenge for us is because of the time zones, yeah. which really isn't that bad. But you sometimes will be in the office until, like, 5.30, and that's already 7.30 my time. And my boyfriend goes to sleep at, like, 9.30. So. Well – I, I feel like the time difference isn't – yeah, you're right. It's not bad. But when it's, like, at night, it's much, it's much harder, harder because, yeah. like, 5.30 for me, like, if I want to eat before the podcast, we're not recording until, like, 5.36, which is, yeah. like, 8 o'clock for you. And then we record yeah. for an hour and a half, two hours, and then it's, like, 10. Yeah. And then I'm, like, exhausted and we can't hang out after and keep shooting right. shit. Like, yeah. Right. Right. And that's the thing, too, is, like, we used to record on, like, Fridays and Saturdays sometimes, like – yeah. at the end of a day so like we don't do that that much anymore yeah. so it's definitely yeah you're right it's harder um and I've like I was thinking the other day I was like sitting on the couch listening to records and I was like oh my god <laughs> I'm never gonna just like hang out on the couch like drinking beer and like leaving beers all over my table yeah while hanging out with Stephanie yeah at least like not unless I move back right or at least you know when you're here hanging out for you know on like vacation yeah. and whatever it's different too um, the other thing I think that I struggle with with it is as the person that runs the social media, it definitely skews more Chicago because I'm the one that's making all the content and I try my hardest to get yeah. not, you know, this, the California stuff in there, but well, I go out so me. much more than you do. Yeah. It's also on me because like, it's not that easy to go out here. Yeah. Because you're not um, in the city. So right, and, like, work, if I'm going yeah. to a brewery, it's just the one or maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, a drive. Right. Like, most places are at least 10 minutes away. Like, some of the breweries that we, you and I really like are, like, 30 minutes away. Yeah. So it's just, it's hard to get content. And, like, I feel like there aren't as many breweries out here, so it's going to, like, end up being, like, a lot of repeated content. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, all of the ones, like, if, especially when we move to the city, like, there's maybe, like, 15 in the city. yeah. Oh, and I so, know. like, it's going to be a point of just, like, repeated content. Yeah. I mean, I, I we also go to a lot of the same places, and it's yeah. gotten really bad. I mean, it's it's all because of, you know, COVID. But we go right. to the same places over and over and over again. Because if we're going out, like, we're just going to well, go walk somewhere. you feel comfortable at those places, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think as a whole, like, places in California don't do events like Chicago places mm-hmm. do. And that's, I think, mm-hmm. a big difference is that, like... I mean, any given weekend, a brewery is doing something, some kind of release, some kind of, like, fun themed event, event style yeah. thing. And I think there's a lot more collaboration. Oh, yeah. Within the breweries than there is out here. So, like, you're kind of lucky to find, like, an event. Most places here are just, like, operating, like, normal and, like, yeah. have a release, but, like, it's not a big release. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another big thing. And things are much more spaced out there with the breweries. Yeah. So, like, here, yes, the 
the breweries are spaced out, but in that area, you can go walk to four other breweries, like, most right. of the time. So that's, you Like, know, you can do a crawl pretty much anywhere. Anywhere. You can find a way to make it a crawl very easily. Right. And, like, you've been here. Like, if yeah. you're going to do a crawl, it's, like, between beer bars. Not, yeah. Not so much, like, breweries. Right. You can't, like, walk. You can walk between, like, one or two. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a walk. Yeah. And you're walking up hills, and that sucks. At least you're getting the exercise in between the bars, though. That's true. I'm trying to think what else we've I've done this year. I spent a lot of time at home. Same. <laughs> um, I got I spent a lot of time in Chicago. Yeah, you've been in Chicago a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I got to go to Denver this year for the annual beercation that Steve and I typically take, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Um. I went to San Francisco, you know, for a few days back in August. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, from when we're recording, not from when we release. That's true. That's true. I went to Milwaukee for a weekend. Two weekends, actually. I did get to attend Lollapalooza this year, which was really exciting because that was the first big festival in Chicago that was allowed to happen at full capacity. So that was just really, that was so much fun. That was before mm-hmm. things started to go downhill. <laughs> right before, I feel like. Yeah. But Lala was a ton of fun this year. I had such a good time. It was, we were just so happy to be there. That was the main thing is we're like, oh, there's not that many like acts we want to see, but we're just so fucking happy to be here. And we're just in such a good mood. Yeah, I feel like. And this is kind of what's happening with all the festivals, too, is um, I think everyone bought tickets to things because they were really excited to buy, yeah. like, to go to a festival. And then, like, the closer it gets, the more, like, the f- lineups are changing. And, like, we have tickets to Riot Fest. Yeah. I'm very excited for Riot Fest. But I think the main thing I'm excited for Riot Fest is to, like, go to, go to Riot, Riot Fest. Fest. I'm not like super stoked. Like I there's some headliners and like artists that I'm really excited to see, but it's not like every year where it's like I cannot fucking wait to see this artist. It's it's more of like I'm just fucking excited to go to Riot Fest. So the one festival that I am like so beyond excited to go to, like the entire lineup to me is fantastic, is Pitchfork this year. This is one of my absolute favorite Pitchfork lineups since Yeah. Like, 2017, when LCD Sound System was the headliner. Yeah. Or was yeah, that 16? I think that was 17. I'm bummed out that I couldn't, like, make it work. Yeah, you couldn't swing both weekends in a row. No. But, uh, yeah, the Pitchfork lineup to me is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm surprised that nobody's, like, dropped or they haven't. Not yet, anyways. I mean, the, the I, I festival mean, like starts they, in five happen, days, so... Right, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. I'm actually really excited for Outside Lands. Um, that should be no a lot of fun. dropped yet. Who are the headliners of Outside Lands? The Strokes. Um, so Friday's The Strokes, Tyler, the Creator, and Glass Animals. Wow! How, who are you going to go see? <laughs> so I want to see Tyler. Matt wants... Matt's never seen The Strokes. Oh, Okay. Um, I think Aaliyah also wants to see Tyler. That's a really big, like, conflicting headlining. I know. That's I don't know yet. 
And then who's the rest of the weekend headliner-wise? Saturday's Lizzo, Vampire Weekend, um, Ju, and Young Thug. So are you going to go to Lizzo? I don't know. You're, I feel you're like undecided. No, <laughs> I think I might go see Vampire Weekend. I feel like everyone's going to go see Lizzo, so I'm going to go see Vampire Weekend and get made fun of by a 16-year-old again. Been there. <laughs> and then um, who's Sunday? Uh, Sunday's Tame Impala, J Balvin, Rufus DeSole, and Kehlani. Ah, Kevin. Our good friend. <laughs> Our good friend, Kevin. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Tame Impala plays Chicago tomorrow. And I was really close to being like, huh, I wonder if I can get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I am like kind of bummed out because Friday is so stacked. Yeah. And then like Saturday and Sunday like are fine. I just kind of wish they had spaced things out a little bit yeah. differently. Um, because I like, I wish that it was like the strokes on Friday and then, like, maybe switched with Lizzo. Like, switched Tyler with Lizzo. Mm-hmm. And then put Glass Animals on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there was a better way to have... Laid that And out. maybe it's just me. Like, yeah. other people are very into these other artists. But I'm not. So... Um, but Nelly plays on Sunday, and you bet your ass I'm gonna go see Nelly. You know, y'all see him here do uh, Hot in Here and Country Grammar? Uh, <laughs> Um, um, no, it's that, what was it? Dilemma? <laughs> oh, that's, that's the, the one you want to hear. <laughs> um, Nelia, love you. Oh, <laughs> that, um, you. oh. <laughs> so Lala, the headliners that we went and saw, um, well, Thursday, we actually didn't go to a headliner. The headliners that night were Miley Cyrus and someone else but we went and saw Mm. oliver tree um and then sat friday was tyler saturday was post malone Mm -hmm. and then sunday was foo fighters okay um but pitchfork next weekend headliners are phoebe bridgers on friday saint vincent on saturday and then erica badeau is sunday but then like the lineup in general stack. Big like Thundercats there. Like Friday, Big Thief and Kim Gordon play. And like obviously Kim Gordon being from Sonic Youth back in the day. Um I really like Dead, they're a local Chicago artist. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Angel Olsen play. Well, you forgot Animal Collective oh. on Friday. Oh my god. My How face is gonna Animal my Collective? face is gonna melt off. <laughs> How could you forget them? Um, yeah, Angel Olsen is on Saturday. And um, then Sunday, yeah, Thundercats playing. Danny Brown's mm-hmm. playing. Caroline Polachek's playing. Yep. It's going to be... Eve's Tumor. He plays at the same time as Thundercat, though. But we are going to uh, the after show. So I, okay. I, I, I can still go to that. Okay. And then let's quickly talk Riot Fest. Um, I don't even know who's playing Riot Fest anymore. Um, Smashing so Pumpkins. Thurs- well, Thursday we have the preview party, and I think I'm gonna go. Um, Former guest Trevor Smith. wants to go to see Patty Smith, and yeah. he was upset that I'm not going. And I was like, I'm. I guess I'll just let him know I'm going. Yeah, because I want I want to see Patty Smith as well. Um, Friday we have the pumpkins. Um, and then the pop, pop have- the, the dog days of summer. We're going to go to see 
that's Motion City soundtrack. No, Dog Days of talking? Dog Days of Summer is the Soothsayer Hot Sauce event for Friday night. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought I, I thought you were talking about Riot Fest. No, well, I consider that all Riot Fest in my yeah. brain, even though it's not. Um, we also have Dinosaur Junior that I'm excited to see and Motion City soundtrack, and I'm gonna cry. When uh, see Motion City soundtrack. Beach and Bunny plays Beach Bunny. Thir- uh, Friday. Friday. Yep. Um, um, Saturday we're. Gonna go to we're a different concert, out. but Run the yeah, Jewels is the early. headliner. Yep. The Saturday is like not as good. Um I mean Andrew WK. Oh, Andrew Lord WK, Guar, um, Best Coast, Big Frida. Oh, I forgot Big Frida's playing. Uh the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are on Saturday. Joy Wave is also playing. I, mean, I Joy forgot Wave. Joy Wave was on the Riot Best lineup, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Um, Sunday, the headliner was originally going to be Nine Inch Nails, but they canceled their tour, yep. and now it's Slipknot. Yep. And I saw and Corey Taylor's new be... mask, and it is horrifying, and I am so excited that was to terrifying. see it. I'm and so then excited. It was also going to be the Pixies, but they were replaced by the Flaming Lips. And Honestly, I, I'm more excited to go on Sunday now because the I, Flaming Lips got I mean, added. I love the Flaming Lips. I've seen them so many times, though. I was just really excited to see... The Pixies, Pixies for the first time. Um, also, this is like <laughs> the Sunday lineup is wild because it's got like new, it's it's like pop punk heaven. It's newfound glory. You got Simple Plan. You have Knuckle Puck. I'm not seeing any of these bands. Um, um, Pet we're Cemetery definitely plays. Oh, we're definitely going to see three. We're definitely seeing three o three. But Pet Cemetery is playing, and they're another local Chicago band. They're mm-hmm. on Sunday. I'm excited to see them. Um, I don't think I realized that they were local. Um, but I have their vinyl. Yeah, they're good. And then, um, the band that I hate when you say this word, but Milk Belly. Oh, yeah, they're actually really good. I know. You always say Milk Belly and I am like, Milk Belly. And you're like, no, it's, it's, it's actually. It, there's an actual E in the name. There is an E there. They're making fun of Midwesterners not being able to say the word milk. Um, the only other festival I'm going to this year, then, it's it's the weekend before Shaky Knees, actually, or Shaky Knees, the weekend before Outside Lands, I'm going to Shaky Knees um, in Atlanta. We decided to get last minute tickets to go. Well, I guess it's not last minute, it's in like a month and a half, but we got tickets to go. Um, the headliners for that are The Strokes, Run the Jewels, and The Foo Fighters. So yep. that should be a lot of fun. Alice Cooper is playing. Portugal the Man is playing. We have tickets to an Idols after show for that, even though we're seeing Idols on their tour date in Chicago. Um, the Hives are playing. So it should be a good time. Also, Shaking Knees is a ton of fun. I love Shaking Knees. It's been so long since I've been, and I miss it. I'm going to see how many Torpedo IPAs I can drink. I'm actually kind of bummed out that they just refunded our tickets in 2020 and didn't give us the option to, like, move. Transfer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's, like, festival stuff. I'm just kind of, like, running through. I'm just scanning the album release list to highlight some of my favorites. Um, Shame, Drunk Tank Pink, Pompoko mm-hmm. Cheater. Um, my scroll's not working. Hold on. Um, K 
King Gizzard, LW. I totally forgot that came out this year. I thought that was last year. Um, King Gizzard, Butterfly 3000. Butterfly 3000. Pom Pom uh, Squad, Death of a Cheerleader was also very good. I don't know if you talked about that one. Um, I, have, I haven't mentioned it yet, but that was a good one that came out this year. I actually just bought a physical copy of that. Um, I need to. I keep thinking about it. New Long Leg from Dry Cleaning, Ice Melt from Crumb, Seek Shelter. Ice Melt from Crumb was so good. Um, Welfare Jazz by Viagra Boys. Um, Seek Shelter, Ice Age, Bright Greenfield, Squid. Porn Crumpets, um, Shyga, and is it Sunlight Mound? I think so. Um, Daddy's Um, Home. Fantastic. Daddy's Home. home. Big fan. Daddy's Home. Um, I really liked uh, Blue Elephant by Matt Berry, Jubilee, Japanese Breakfast, Blue Weekend, Mm -hmm. Wolf Alice. Blue Weekend was very good, too. Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler. Um, yeah. I think those have been some of my favorites. And then, obviously, like, we talked about it for July releases, but Take It From The Dead, um, Acid Dad was another favorite of mine um i do want to talk about while well, we're on the subject of albums i want to talk about three very disappointing albums that came out in the last month uh solar power by lord solar power by lord um take the saddest out of saturday night by bleachers and then donda by kanye west uh donda was bad did not like it it was way too... i did not like donda it felt like it's so I, self-indulgent I see, like, so we follow a few like meme like music meme pages that are obsessed with Donda. Yeah. And it makes me like respect them less because yeah. Donda like suffered from Kanye. I I think there was a report like a review from Enemy. I think this is who said it, but it was really well described as saying like it could have suffered from Kanye spending less time on it. Like or sorry, yeah. it could have benefited from Kanye spending less time on it because like he did so much and it was just not good. I could not get through it. So I think one of my challenges with the album is, A, it's so long. And so there's a couple really good songs on there, but there's so much just, like, excess that, like, right. it, you don't want to deal with it. So if he had stripped down some some of this album, it could have been incredible. But it's right. just so, it's there's just, so much fat that you got to trim through well, to get to the good stuff. It's Kanye being rich man crazy. It, yeah. And this is his, and, like, I truly think this is his Rich Man Crazy album. Like, this is what he thought was, like, his work of genius. And it's just so out of touch and, like, unnecessary. Nobody needed it. I actually saw someone describe um, Kanye in general of him thinking he's a genius and his, like, ideology as this is what happens when you don't think you need to read a book. Because Kanye's the... Kanye has said that everything he learns, he can learn in person through Uh his life experiences. And that's why he thinks he's a genius. But like, if you actually took some time to learn something outside of your own life experience, you would be a much better person and have much more like empathy and development as a human being. I just don't like Kanye period. I don't either. At this point. I'm over it. I don't think he's as much of a genius as he thinks he is, or as the war, like as his fans think he is. No. I think he is okay. I actually like don't even think he's that good of a producer. I don't either. Like looking back um, at what we used to think was like the greatest things that Kanye's done, like 
I would argue that the, I can't think of his name, but the guy from 100 Gags has done better work than Kanye as a producer. <laughs> so he, I mean, he does production for all genres of music, not just hyperpop. And he right. is like a real genius of music. Right. Kanye, like, as eh, is, whatever. Kanye's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But like, there are better producers out there. And I just think that he gets too much credit for it. And I also don't think he's a very good rapper. Mm -mm. I think that, like, he had some really good albums early on. And then he just, like, people are like, oh, my God, you're a genius. And then they just let him run with it. And, like, everyone has given him a pass saying, like, it's just genius. We don't get it. But, like, there's a point where you have to stop saying, like, he's a genius. And just, like, start to rein him in because, like, he's causing issues. Yeah. And he's not doing a good job. Like, he got pissed off that the record label released his album, and it's like, okay, well, there's a point where you had to release it. Like, you're not making any money for them, and they're just funneling money into this. Like, it's not on you. You're not paying to make this album. They are. They make the decision in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I don't respect Kanye's um, need to be, like, anti-cancel culture. Um. One, by holding the Donda listening parties without requiring any kind of, like, vaccination or negative COVID test. Yeah. And then, two, like, by bringing, like, super controversial people on stage by being, like, trying to say, like, I'm anti-cancel culture. But these people have said and done fucked up things. Yeah. And, like, um, people aren't canceling them just to cancel them. Like, Marilyn Manson has should been be in prison. sexual assault and should be in prison. Marilyn Manson people. should be in prison. Right. Um, as, then, as, like, much as, as much as as much of a Manson fan as I have been over the years, that man needs to be in prison. And then, yeah, right. bringing baby on, like, what did you think that was going to do? Right. Like, he went out of his way to do, like, say, ter- terribly homophobic things and, you and, know, like, not apologize for things. it, even though he knew it was wrong. He knew it was wrong. And, like, not apologize once he was told it was wrong. He was told it was wrong. He didn't apologize until he started getting dropped from festival lineups. And then he rescinded his apology. Right. It was a backhanded apology that he rescinded later on. Also, the Um, fact that he brought out the man that shot Megan the Stallion on stage is fucked. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... I will say, though, I'm currently here for Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy's throwing so much Oh, my God. Soldier Boy is coming for Kanye. Uh, because Kanye like pulled his feature, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Soldier Boy is like, <laughs> he's tweeted like, "I will diss you every day." And my favorite diss was him saying that like, he's done some corny shit, and like we've all given him passes, and we need to stop giving him passes. And at the end of the tweet, it says, "You need to apologize to Taylor Swift." <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for this. Uh, I'm also here for all the memes about how badly Donda's doing in reviews. Yeah. And how Peppa Pig's album got Oh my god, that made me Pitchfork. Oh my god, that that killed me. I mean, as my um, I love Peppa. She's my girl. Uh the other favorite one I have is that every single one of Taylor Swift's albums have gotten a higher rating than oh, Donda yeah. too. So everyone's like, Who won the war? Okay, so getting into the other albums that yes. I was disappointed about <clears throat> this year. Or in, like just hyped up and disappointed about was solar power by lord um it's been what three years <clears throat> since lord has released something if not more 2017 it's been four, four years, years since melodrama came out um and so like this has been a highly anticipated album yeah um lord's third yeah um to come out 
And, uh, I mean, like, I feel like it was a meme. Like, Lord releasing new music. Like, this will happen before Lord releases new music. Oh, yeah. And then she, like, surprise dropped the song Solar Power. Mm-hmm. And the song Solar Power is probably the only song I actually like on the album. I would agree. Um, and it took me a long time to even like the song Solar Power. Um, yeah, I saw it once described as like a razor commercial, like the song that plays in the background. The, back is, like, the background of like a Gillette or like a secret yeah. deodorant or a, yeah. like a tampon commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't unhear that. And it was so catchy because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that album's not it. And I honestly judge anybody that talks about how good it is. I have friends that like I actually I'm sorry. Like, really respect Time out. Music. You have friends? <laughs> I have friends that aren't Stephanie, um, whose music tastes I, like, actually do respect. Um, I don't know why I phrased it that way. I respect all my friends. No, I don't. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I judge my friends' music tastes. I have more friends than Stephanie whose music tastes I respect, but I have some friends that are, like, obsessed with Solar Power, like, the album, and it is not good. I, I think what, and it's not, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this without sounding like a shitbag. So I think some of the things I liked the most about Lord's music is how like relatable it felt to a depressed person. And I feel like this new album, yes, she's kind of grown up some more and figured her shit out, but I I don't, I can't relate. I don't know her. (laughs) I read somewhere and I want to say it was like maybe Pitchfork that described it this way, but it was like, what people love about Lord is her like, like her music is about the absurdity of things so Mm -hmm. like the absurdity of fame the absurdity of like celebrity things like that Mm -hmm. and that's like what melodrama and what pure heroine were about yeah oh yeah and she like branches off and is talking about like the absurdity of society but like it is just so far reaching in this album that it's just not enjoyable because like, she has lost who she is because she is a celebrity. She, she is, is a celebrity. Famous. Yeah, exactly. She's everything that she talked about thinking, like, was absurd. And, like, now it just feels, like, not genuine. So it feels like, like I think if they described it as, like, it feels like a famous person, like, a rich famous person, like, preaching to you about environmentalism when, like, they're part of the problem and, like, they're a bigger part of the problem than you are as an average It kind person. of gives me the same energy <laughs> And you're gonna love this. When all the celebrities sang Imagine at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> yep. From no, their mansions, like they now all sang album. Imagine by John Lennon. I agree. It's definitely got this Yeah, I would say holier it's than so thou far vibe. Out of touch. Yeah. It's not relatable anymore to the point where like the, right. the stuff she's talking about don't like we can't we don't feel the same way about it. Well, like, obviously we care about environmentalism, but it's like, okay, well, you're, like, famous and rich, so, like, you can do something about it in your own life. Right. But there are people out here that, like, cannot afford to live as, like, cleanly as you do. There's people that so, can like, barely afford just, to live. Right. So it's just not relatable that you're, yeah. like, saying, like, that you're just making a comment on the way people live. But, yeah. like, you have a choice to not live that way, but some people don't. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, it's just... That's exactly what it is, though. She's lost the relatable quality. Yeah, in this album, um, she chose to. Good. She chose to be, you know, like pass judgment and talk about the absurdity of the wrong things for mm-hmm. this day and age. 
Right. Which is like, yeah, that's why it's no longer relatable. Yep. And then in that vein, so I don't think people really know a whole lot about Bleachers. They are like a bigger band, but Bleachers is led. And like, I don't think that there's anybody in the band. It's just Jack Antonoff. Um, his backing band. But just like Kevin. Bleachers is is Jack. Tame Impala is Kevin. It is like Kevin. Um, Jack Antonoff is known for working with some of the biggest pop artists um, and producing some of their biggest hits. So Taylor Swift, Lord, St. Vincent, Lana Del Rey, um, Kevin Abstract. He works with like all of these people and has produced like major albums mm-hmm. for them. So he did a lot of melodrama. He did um, by Lord and a lot of Solar Power by Lord. He did a lot of 1989, um, Lover. He worked really heavily on Daddy's Home. Ever. For St. Vincent and Mass Seduction. And Mass Education, yeah. Did you almost call it Mass Education? I do. In my head, it's called Mass Education. Um, And then he did Norman, I believe he worked on Norman fucking Rockwell. He did. Um, And then um, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Yep. By Lana Del Rey. Um, So, like, worked with some of the biggest pop artists and, like, some of their most acclaimed things. And he has his own project, Bleachers, that is very different, I think, than the projects he works on mm-hmm. um and i love bleachers very much so i was very excited for this new album to come out take the sadness out of saturday night and i kind of understand like what he was doing like he's talked about how like he's from new jersey he feels like this <laughs> connection to jersey to, to new jersey yeah um hold on and like also to bruce springsteen so like this is his album where he's trying to be like Springsteen-ish, but it is Bruce Springsteen is literally on the album. I know, but he's like trying to do a whole Bruce Springsteen yeah. thing with like with the album. He's trying to like become the next Bruce Springsteen, and it is it's not. There's some like it's there's some very it. good songs on there, but it is not a good album. It is entirely forgettable. Um, I listened to the whole thing on vinyl and was like, oh, it's over already. I gave it a six. Yeah, I I, I saw what he was going for, so I gave him some extra brownie points for that. But it's an album; it's very forgettable. It's very forgettable, and I honestly think that like I love Jack Antonoff. A lot of the stuff that he does sound the same. So like, if you were to take some songs off of Solar Power and compare them to Daddy's Home, they have very similar progressions and like very similar like melodies. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the only person he doesn't really do that with is actually Taylor Swift, but I think that's because Taylor Swift has such a heavy hand in the composition of all of her songs that, like, Jack can't reuse stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's also the reason she's working a lot more with Aaron Dessner. That's the guy from The Um, National. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think – I always thought that, like, Jack just saved his best stuff for Bleachers. Because, like, Bleachers is fucking weird. There's some weird shit that happens yeah. on his albums. And I read... I want to say it was also Pitchfork that refers to, like, Jack is always chasing the high of, um, like, Roller Coaster and Don't, mm, like, don't Take the Money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I Want to Get Better. Like, the highs of those songs. And, like, this album just does not reach that at any point. Like, not even close. Yeah, I want to get better. Ooh, that song slaps. <laughs> oh, that song is so sad. It makes me cry. That song's so good, though. I know, but it also, like, makes me feel terrible. Um, um, but, so that that's, you know, been some of the music that's 
done, you know, come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple big albums that I'm really excited for that are slated to come out this year. Um, Courtney Barnett, Things Take Time, mm-hmm. Take Time, November 12th. That will be coming out. I'm very excited for that one. Um, that same day, Damon Albarns, the lead singer of Blur and Gorillas, is doing the nearer the fountain, more pure the stream flows. Um, uh, hold on. Illuminati Hotties is releasing a new album in October. They're a lot of fun to listen to. James Blake is releasing his new album. Casey Musgraves is releasing Starcrossed. I like her a lot, so I'm really excited for that. Pond is releasing nine. November t- November something. I don't know what day. Yeah. It's sometime in November. October. Oh, is it October? <laughs> I thought it was in November. Um, um, I'm very excited for that. I <laughs> I like Impulse bought the pink album from Suga, and then Stephanie. Like I was like, I don't actually want this. I want the green one. So I made Stephanie buy the green one, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna trade because she wants the pink one. But I like didn't think to look at the other places. I just like pressed buy immediately. Um. The Back in Love City by the Vaccines is coming out in November. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really exciting. Uh, Montero by Lil Nas X is about to come out. I'm, really I'm excited very for excited for that. Um, Parquet Court Sympathy for Life is coming out. Oh, I didn't put that on my list of pre-orders. Oops. I ordered it. The UK. I know I didn't. We both ordered it from the UK. Because it came um, with tarot Abba. cards. What? It comes with tarot cards. <laughs> That's why I did yeah. that. Well, not a full set. No, it's, time, got a, right? it's got a couple specific ones that relate to the album. Yeah. Um, ABBA has a new album coming out. Is that this a year? Surprise album. Yeah. It's November. Oh, shit. I knew they released that single. I didn't know the date of their album release, though. All right, let's flip over to talking. Let's talk TV. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, we're going to skip any Marvel stuff because I feel like we talked. Well, about I was going to say, movie. obviously, we've already hit on the Marvel stuff. Um, I will yeah. say, I think my favorite Marvel show to come out is WandaVision. I would agree. Um, so that's one of the best TV shows I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like 2021 TV is, like, still, it's still struggling. It hasn't, like, come all the way back to, like, what it was pre-pandemic. Just because I think shows are now starting to catch up. Yeah. Um, I've, I, yeah. Of the things I've watched that I've really liked, um, there's this show, it's actually on Peacock. It's called We Are Lady Parts. And it's a, it's a, like, a six- episode show about an all-female Muslim punk band in London. Um, It's a really interesting storyline. I've never seen anything that remotely is close to this kind of a story. It was very good. Highly recommend. Um, Uh, White Lotus on HBO has been really popular the last month or two. We just watched it. Um, 
I have not watched that. We got a new... Ted Lasso has been very popular. Yeah. I haven't seen Ted Lasso yet, but you guys have talked really highly on it. Yeah. I feel like everyone I know has watched it. It's very popular. Uh, we got a new season of Rick and Morty, which is, I think, almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, it just started last week, but um, there's a new season of What We Do in the Shadows on FX. That show's absolutely hilarious. Um, <clears throat> I it's on. It's like another like mini series. It's on. It's a Netflix Netflix exclusive. It's called Brand New Cherry Flavor. It's like this mm-hmm. witchcraft centered horror show. That's been really good. Uh, Shadow and Bone came out this year. I binge watched that in one day. Yep. <laughs> um. The new season of Never Have I Ever came out um, this year as well, and I binge-watched that in the day, and I got mad into it. Um, honestly, one of my favorite shows on TV. I've Have never seen it. it, no. A show that I recently got into that uh, is really good and actually got just got signed for a second season, it's called Reservation Dogs. Um, Taika Watiti is one of the writers but it's about yeah. a group of teenagers that live on a like Native American reservation. Yep. So it, they're trying to get out because they all hate living there. So they're trying to save money to like move to California. And it's 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 definitely got a lot of like the Taika Waititi comedy in it. Yeah. But it's that's yeah, really good too. Um, but on to movies. Um, obviously things have been super weird this year because for the first half of the year, theaters weren't open. Mm -hmm. So there's been quite a few movies that were released exclusively on streaming. And then now we're getting to a point where things are are being exclusively released in theaters again. Yeah. Um, but according to the domestic box office numbers as of today, Uh Black Widow is the highest grossing film. And that's over time. So like Shang-Chi just came out Friday. It just came out, but it's also like on track and expected to be like the largest grossing movie on Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend Mm -hmm. ever. Uh, We tried to go see it, but we just didn't have time this weekend. I was really bummed. I wanted to see it in theaters really bad, but I just don't think we have time. Well, you got other weekends. No, I don't. I got Pitchfork and then Riot Fest. You got other weekdays. I guess. But as of today, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has grossed more than $83.5 million. And Black yeah, Widow... You're expecting 90 Yeah. But Black Widow only didn't even gross $200 million, And it's been out since July. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Black Widow, too, is... I believe a hundred million dollars was made just on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I think that's the number I saw. So like that was the hybrid release. Yeah. Um, that Cruella obviously Cruella's the same being, boat like, for Disney. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think it's interesting. There haven't been a lot of movies I think that came out in theaters. To be honest. In February, we did see Judas and the Black Messiah. That was on. Oh, that was an HBO release. That one was really good. It was about um, the story of members of the Black Panther Party, and Daniel Kaluuya was the main one of the main actors, and I love him. So, 
Yeah, I feel like I haven't watched very many movies this year. Like, new movies. I've watched, like, mainly old We've ones. watched a lot of new movies, actually. Uh, Willy's Wonderland came out in February. That's the Nick Cage movie where he worked. He is, like, working at a haunted off-brand Chuck E. Cheese type thing, and he has to fight the animatronics. In that mo- um, I did watch... What was it called? Pig. You watched what? Is it called Pig? Oh yeah, yeah that's the Nick, that's another Pig Nick Cage movie that came out this, this year. year. Yeah. Um, very odd, but like good. Also, I really liked that Willy's Wonderland. It was really weird because Nick Cage, according to the Screen Actors Guild, is not a member of the cast. Because he doesn't have any speaking lines. He's the main character of the film and he does not speak the entire film. So it's really weird. Um, We saw Mortal Kombat on HBO. That was not great. saw the new Space Jam too. Saw the new Space Jam. I thought that was cute. It wasn't great, but it was cute. Um, Um... What else did I see? I saw the Cruella movie, which was fine. Um, Obviously saw Black Widow. Those Fear Street movies that came out on Netflix, there were, there were the three parts. It was like... Did you watch all of them? I did, yeah. Um, I used to read those books. Oh, those were so books? Was, um, Yeah, well... It's like an entire saga that R.L. Stein used to write about like this like neighborhood Uh the city um and it was all like different ones so like this book like the movies were just kind of like loosely based off of like um i don't know they're not actually like even really loosely based off of anything it's just kind of like set there that they like pulled from different novels um to build off of but it was fine yeah um i saw the suicide squad on hbo i thought that was really good um the only movie I've seen in theaters, though, this entire year. Black Widow? Oh, no, you saw that. Candyman. Um, yeah. That movie was phenomenal. Um, I think that if anyone can go see that in theaters, it's well worth seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, that's like it for films to this point, though, because there hasn't been much. I feel like we're just now starting to get back to films and theaters and like things that are coming out new to watch yep um just as we wrap a couple of like big pop culture moments this year that i kind of forgot about the um harry and megan interview with oprah about how everyone like finally realizes the royal family's racist yep um, even though us as members of human society knew that, but like knew that, yeah. yeah. Also, like how out of touch they are. Oh yeah. And then I think one really positive thing that's come this year is like the heavy, the heavy push to get Britney Spears's conservatorship mm-hmm. canceled. And it, f- yeah, a lot of that actually came from that like New York Times. Yeah, I think is what it was. Um, like that investigative like report Mm -hmm. that came out on like hulu um that a lot of people ended up watching and like 
didn't know about her conservative yeah. conservatorship. Um, and, like, that kind of put it in a really good light to understand, like, how old she was, what she was going through, mm-hmm. and then, like, how they managed to do this to her. Mm-hmm. Apparently, also, she's not the only celebrity that this has happened to. Amanda Bynes is in the same situation. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Amanda Bynes went through something similar. I think, mm-hmm. like, Amanda Bynes actually did have, like, somewhat of a psychotic break. But um, but still, like, as an adult, like, yeah. that shouldn't be what, pe- what gets done to you. Um, and then I think one of my favorite pop culture moments of the entire year was so they brought back the Eurovision contest this year. And I mm-hmm. love Eurovision. Um, for the first time ever, a, like, rock... They consider themselves uh-huh. a metal band. Mainskin? Yeah, Mainskin. They won Eurovision. And like, a... Didn't they like make out with someone on stage? Yes. Everyone had said that they were doing drugs in between rounds and all this nonsense. But like a rock, a, like a hard rock band to win Eurovision is such like a yeah. huge thing. Because it's always like Swedish pop music that wins. Mm-hmm. But I thought this year's Eurovision was great. So, Main Skin's also a really good band, so. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest memes to come out of the year is Bernie Sanders with the mittens during the um, inauguration back in January. Yeah, that is one of the biggest memes to come out of the year. I just love Bernie. Him sitting with his mask. His mask his and his mittens. mittens. And his mittens were like like charity. Like I think he bought them from like a charity that was donating money yeah. for some um, organization. I can't remember what it was. So if you enjoyed this episode, which we both hope you did, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating and write us a review. What was the... I was I was saying five. Oh, I was like, what is the hand for? The hand is five. This is me saying five. Uh, uh, we love hearing from you. Yeah, I was going to say, what do I say next? Um, if you're not totally comfortable leaving a public review, reach out to us on social media. Reach out to us via email. We love hearing from you guys. And if you talk to us, we will talk back. And with that, we will... You Oh. <laughs> if you listen through the song, you'll hear all of our... If you listen through the song, you'll hear all of our social medias and all the ways to contact us. So with that... We will see you next um, time. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that, I completely blanked on that. All right. Gonna... Well, it's... <laughs> I got distracted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop this. All right. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunken Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, 
Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stefan Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.